See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. And go action. Light action. the fires, man. man. Uh, yes. Hey, man. Dennis Hopper here. Man. This is Kung Fu Theater, man. man. Nope, this is Slow Robot of Go-Go. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got another that. one. Yeah, I thought we were already at Kung Fu Theater. No, not. Next stop, Slow Robot of Go-Go, show 233. Oh, so this is the one where we can cuss and stuff. Sure can. Cool. My name's Mao. With me, as always. Dr. Kung Fu Morbius. Cursey McGee, Morbius. Cursey McGee. From Parts Unknown. Yes, and this is Slow Robot Go Go. Bruce Kung Fu Morbius. Dedicated to bringing you B through Z grade movie mm. reviews. And more sleaze. Yes, more from sleaze. The Philippines right. this time. If you recollect show 232 last week, we had basically vampire softcore porn. Well, this week it's Women in Prisons with Pam Greer and uh, what's this guy? Margaret Markoff. Yes, Margaret Markoff. And Not Lynn Mary Borden. Playing a sleazy warden who used to be Lynn Borden used to be in uh, Hazel. Yeah, I was kind of uh, shocked to see her all sleazy. And Sid Haig doing the great his, Sid Haig doing his best Jimmy Hendrix scenery, <laughs> looking like no, Jimmy Hendrix. No, you know who we, no, you know who he looks like to me more than Jimi Hendrix. Borat. I can see Borat <laughs> with that big mustache and the eyes. That's not Borat. What a weird he this. This it is was, Black Mama, White Mama. Yeah, Black Mama, White Mama from uh, 1973. You got a whole lot of stuff going on. Oh, boy. Dude, but before yeah. we talk about that, let's talk about the movies we watched this week. Oh, let's talk about the movies you watched this oh, week. Oh, swing and a miss. Oh, you askly wabbit. All right, I watched a couple. I watched a, a one called The Killing Machine starring Dolph Lundgren. It, mm. was, uh, it was one of his newer ones. Uh, like, all those action stars from the 80s, have now kind of found a little niche of just direct a video, uh, slap it together. Direct to uh, Netflix, probably. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, action star wants to retire. Action star's family gets raped and murdered. Action star kills people. The end. You know, and that's that's all this was. It, I mean, that's not, maybe not the rape and murder. It was, of course, the wife gets killed or the or the kid. He's trying to save the kid and uh, blah, blah. Um, it was okay. You know, they're always. It's funny because they're always serviceable action movies. They're just kind of like action movie light. You know what I mean? Like in the eighties and early nineties, you were drinking Pepsi. This is Pepsi light. This is actually this is you know with this little bit of the the artificial sweetener and doesn't quite taste the same. But you're like, eh, it's okay. Now you mentioned light. I have a question for you because uh. you're an aficionado, but you're not an aficionado on dirt beer or shit beer. Well, I've had it all from <laughs> I've had it from coast to coast, potatoes and toast. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe we talked about this before. I don't know, but I bought uh, about a month ago Miller Lite, and it was a good tasting light beer. It was yeah, good beer. I, a couple of weeks ago, I saw Miller High Life in a can. I go, oh, it's got to be like better. Hey, it's a High Life. It's the champagne of beer. Oh, it tasted like piss. Yeah, some beers. Why does a why does Miller Lite taste better than Miller High Life? Is they added more flavor to Miller Lite or something? <laughs> I don't know. Is there less urine in it? I yeah, don't know. Less donkey piss upstream. Donkey piss. No. I don't know. I don't know. I just you know, I will say they're usually light beers are usually really hit and miss. You know, um, I haven't had Miller. I haven't had Miller like. In, in long, long time, I mean, you know. For God's sakes, I got a six pack and it was like five ninety nine or something. Yeah, it was like not cheap. No, that isn't cheap. Um, I but Miller High Life was four tall boys for three dollars. So I kind of like you get what you pay. Yeah, for. I kind of drink that uh, Bud Platinum. It's a Bud Light Platinum. It's a it's a light beer, but it has a high alcohol content and it has some pretty good flavor. It's not. I mean, it's American beer. It's just watered down, whatever you know. So yeah. 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 So yeah, so Killing story. Machine is eh, it was what it was. Then I saw a is movie. This on Amazon Prime. No, those are discs. Actually, I got that. Uh, uh, I I still have the disc subscription as well. So I have all the streaming and I have three discs. So I'm one of the few remaining that goes out and gets the DVDs sent to me. Then I watched one called Keanu. <laughs> this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Uh, not ever. One of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. I'll say it that way. It's about. 
It's the one with the kitten. I don't know if you saw it. It was the one with, like, they're, they're trying to get their kitten back. The kitten is named Keanu. So, long story short, the movie opens up in a drug palace. The typical, like, nude people cutting coke, the head guy with the guns, and the, and all the gangster stuff. And he has this kitten on the desk there. Or this kitten's kind of wandering around, and he jumps up on the desk. In walks merchants of death uh they they're called the allentown brothers and they don't speak and they look like the undertaker both of them and they just murder the entire lot and keanu this kitten takes off running through the carnage it looks like a it's shot like a war scene where this kitten's running through bombs exploding and the squibs are everywhere and then you flash forward to two average uh, uh black guys one's a kind of a uptight uh, married guy who's who's really uptight and then the other one's just lost his girlfriend and he's high and he opens the door and this kitten runs in and like then he he falls in love with his kitten so much that he's like filming uh po- like filming uh the cat in different movie shots for a, a calendar and all this stuff and the cat they get his house gets mistaken for a drug dealer across the street and they steal this cat so now a drug cartel has this cat. So then the two guys got to go save Keanu, the kitten. And it just progresses. Then they get mistaken for the Allentown brothers. Then the Allentown brothers come. And then it, it's just this long thing. But it's so funny because it's shot funny. They act, the way they act and react to stuff is is com- very good comedy. Like solid comedy. And, in, you know, and it's in the end you realize this wasn't about these drugs it was all. It was always about the kitten. Like whoever had the kitten only cared about the kitten, because some like head drug dealer that was selling to the whole area says, "Oh, this is my cousin's kitten," and he takes the kitten, and then they go and try and kill that guy. It was so weird. It was awesome. It, I laughed so much. I could not believe because okay. this is when I got. I was like, "This is either gonna be funny or I'm gonna be like, ugh, turn now, this off." Is this an animated movie or is this live no? It's real live action, and uh, and it's a new one. It was like it's a. Just released. This just came out last uh, two weeks ago, and I was I was on the fence about it. My God, I'm glad I watched it. It was so stupid and so funny and just good actors, you know. So, uh then 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 I played. Then I watched Hardcore Henry, which was that's the one that was shot all first person shooter. Henry Rollins? No, no, first uh, no. It's just it was like it's like a video game at first person, uh, and it's it got too much. I. I didn't. It was it was like a solid action movie, but it was way too much of that. Like, whoa! I'm jumping from a plane now. I'm shooting cars and too much. I I was just like, okay, let's get through this slog, you know. And it was a lot of people liked it. I I it, it was just it was like gimmicky 3D. Remember how like when 3D goes, whoa! Look at my trombone, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And you're like, <laughs> look yeah, at, okay. Look at my ping pong. <laughs> yeah, ball, whoa! Man. You know, and that's and that sort of devolved into it. At first, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm digging it. But then you're like, okay, let's get through this. And I watched Thunderball. Oh, on okay. my on my re rewatch of Bond, uh, I had dropped off a couple weeks. With football season, it's harder and harder to. Uh, Football has taken over my Sunday, which was Sunday was Bond Day for the most part. I would watch three in a row or four in football. a row. Ugh, yikes! Football has been disappointing so far. Because Patriots well, are going to win the Super Bowl, everyone. So just just forget about everything else. It's, it's also getting disappointed because it's getting political too. And I wish they could just oh take, separate that. Separate it, please. I'm watching this game to be able to like take my mind away for a while. Don't just don't just rub my face in it. But I can understand why. People are getting political about it. I can understand the anger and frustration. I kind of understand it, but I don't agree. I think everything in this place, I mean, you can't go to work. And if you're working at, like, the widget factory, you can't go in there. And oh, my just, God, I get fired. You get fired. So, you know, you're, the, people are, you know, they're, they're pushing the boundaries of what you can and can't do. But anyway, that's a different yeah. topic for a different... That is a... That is a it's a depressing it's topic. It's, it's, a depressing it's really topic. tough. Because while part of you says, well, that's a good way of doing it, it's also like, I don't need to see this. Right. And it's, it could also be fanning the flames, too. So you know, Oh, yeah. You know, you know, I, I, it's lose-lose no matter but that, what. But if, if it's, if I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of uh, protests to happen tomorrow in NFL. And if that doesn't stop, um, the NFL can go away for all I care. Wow. I need to be entertained. I don't want to be like... 
you know, and I can understand why the people are doing it, sort of. If you have a, I don't understand some people doing it, but I can understand other people. They want to yeah. get a point across, but I don't necessarily agree with it. And I might just check out if they don't mm. stop it. So that's all I got to say about that. But anyway, yeah. don't want to bring you down because we got some a strange, crazy <laughs> yeah, we do. remake of the Defiant Ones coming up so now. So weird. With, all right. Uh, let's, what we're going to do is we're going to hit a trailer break, like always. You guys. Oh, yeah. But wait, I completely forgot. I actually brought something that I did. I don't know. We may or not put it on the creature feature, so I have to talk to you about it. But if oh, we do, wow. it'll be pretty cool. All right, was it a movie? Yeah, a movie. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, here's a trailer break, and when we come back, we're going to get into Black Mama, White Mama. Boy, talk about family frames. Oh, my God. Yes, a racial. I'll tell you what, if I hope Kaepernick calls out our show, we will get so many hits. I'm telling you, he sends us free uh, t-shirts, free uh, jerseys. Kaepernick, white, bl- white Mama, Black Mama, or Black Mama, White He's Mama. He's kind of a uh, revolutionary. Yeah, hey, man, you should protest our show. He, he, he was running around with a... With a sh- Castro t-shirt. We got like a Che Guevara guy in this movie. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm going to do a Sid Haig t-shirt. Sid and maybe Haig. I can have him, you know, pimped out and, uh Yeah. He has the fro kicking. Yeah. And this is the time of froze. Yeah. Although Pam Greer's fro in this one is pretty sad. It's, it's yeah, her fro got better. Way better. Cause Coffee. Is, yeah. Okay. Well, here's a trailer this break. We'll be right fro. back. This is not so real funny, man. Ain't your mama. <laughs> Somewhere the sun shines, somewhere the birds sing the glories of a new dawn, somewhere sanity reigns. But here, here the norm is madness. Asylum of the Insane, filmed in horoscope. See the thrilling scenes in 3D, real three-dimensional tear that jumps off the screen and into your lap. Rated GP, you must see it from the beginning. No one will be admitted during the last 14 minutes. Asylum of the Insane, Asylum of the Insane, Asylum of the Insane. <laughs> Produced in Hollywood by Maniacs. <laughs> You gotta give me a ride. I'm way too big to drive to the devil's house. Calling Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee wanted in the delivery room. These are the sounds from the delivery room and the soundtrack of The Miracle of Birth. It's frank, bold, daring when the motion picture camera invades the privacy of the delivery room to bring the actual birth of a baby plus a multiple birth by cesarean operation. All medical sequences are in natural color. These films will be shown with the sensational picture, Woman! A story of life. Nothing is held back. Nothing concealed. A dramatic thunderbolt that lifts the iron curtain of fear and ignorance, revealing the hush-hush facts of life in every detail. Is love a sin? Learn the answer by seeing Woman, A Story of Life, and The Miracle of Birth. What's your name, scumbag? It's intermission time. Wow. You know what that means, don't you? Popcorn, uh, hot dogs, hamburgers, Coke, Sprite, root beer. And around the world pizza. Man, this is a gassy pizza. It's been everywhere. Matter of fact, it's collected. Let's see, peppers and mushrooms, grilled cheese. Man, you name it, it's had it, you know. Because it's like from Japan, like from France, Germany, Lower Slobovia. Comes complete with a 10-pound grit, boy. Try it, they're delicious. Round the World Pizza, exclusive only here at the Lake City area by the Lake City Drive-In Theater. And of course, we have a complete snack bar of candy and all the goodies that makes a snack bar complete. One of the most complete in the Lake City area. So, you know, while we have about 10 minutes, why not sneak up there fill up? Intermission time. That is Dwayne Eddy. Along with Willie and the Wheels. Go 
our freight train. Like we said, it's really nice to have you with us tonight. Of course, uh, since the snack bar is now open for everybody's convenience, no need to make a mad, mad rush for the door. Just, you know, think about what you want. And when you get up there, you have it, because we have it. Everything. Just like that. I've never listened to that record, so I'm not at fault with it, you know what I mean? Get with it for music. I'll smoke it with you, bro. We'll go to the loony bin together. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's right, man. Dwayne and even around the little pizza. Wow. I bet you this movie played at a drive-in where they sold around the world pizza. Oh, I'll bet you dollars to donuts that it did. Oh, speaking of drive-ins, uh, our, uh, our esteemed, uh, the, the great King Don was uh, recently in uh, his, his old hometown of uh, Oklahoma City huh. and went to a drive-in. Went to like an yeah, actual he saw, movie. He saw a double feature at a drive-in. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's still the only one still in town. You know, it's kind of sad though. He was telling about it. It was a cool experience. He loved it and everything like that. But he said that like they were very militant about not bringing food in because I guess how the hell could you how could you police that? Well, he said <laughs> what happened to him was when they when they're driving in, the lady that's taking your tickets goes. He said that they. She said to him, "You're not bringing food in. You're not allowed food in." She was very like. You know, stern about it and looking through the and looking through the car or whatever, and they're like, no, 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 we didn't bring anything. Okay, and then they ask him, why is this? Oh, she goes, well, you know, we want to keep the drive-in alive, and we really do need you to patronize the, the, you know, the, the makes, snack bar or whatever. That's how tight the meat. That's how tight it is. Yeah. So and mm-hmm. especially with drive-ins because they got so much competition. So they're like, okay. But meanwhile, I think King Don had some tamales hidden under the seat. Anyway. Ha, ha. But they did patronize the drive-in. Again, because he said his brother went like two or three times to get eats. So everybody, cool. everything's cool. But yeah. I know. It, that's such a sad predicament where you see their point, but I also see my point in that I'd bring it in. And but come on, man. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. It's a, it's it's tough. I, I really it, it it's to me I understand why they get closed down I can understand all the that. time, you know. Well, well, I saw that documentary on it. And it made perfect sense. Everything well, he did, said, you know? he, King Don said that the woman even said something. Like, well, you know, we've had to spend all this money to get digital equipment because now you can't we're not film anymore. So there's expenses really high, and we yeah. want to keep stay alive. So we really we're really pushing you. And the driving, of course, is expensive as hell. But yeah. I mean, the the snack the snack bar is expensive as hell. <laughs> Yeah, you're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. well. On to the show. Thank, well, thank you to King Don for supporting the arts. You know, uh, believe it or yeah. not, <laughs> the B movie, the B movie arts. arts uh, believe it or not, that that uh, damn it, what the hell am I doing? I'm knocking everything around. Yeah, everything's falling. I'm apart, a mess. Man. The um, believe the, the day that I arrive in Cary, I'm taking a I'm taking a trip next week. Not the, uh, n- this coming week. I'm here. The next the week after that, the first week in October. The day I arrive in Cary, North Carolina, their like like theater house is playing the original uh, the original Dracula. I'm gonna see it. Oh, awesome! From 1934, whatever. Awesome, like so, yeah. dr- get into town and, uh, and going and hanging out and gonna see the see the late night show. The uh, Great. 19 Great. what what year is it? 31. 1931. Yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, man. Right on. Hit up man. some hit up some beer and go watch some you know original Dracula. It'll be fun. I'm yeah. excited about that. That sounds good, man. You gonna Why go to Asheville? Uh, the second leg of the tour. The first couple of days are in Cary, North Carolina. Then we're gonna go up to uh, Louisville, and then I'm gonna get a baseball bat, and then uh, <laughs> and we're gonna a hit Louisville Slugger. Yeah, we're gonna do the tour. Of this uh, we're actually uh, gonna go uh, visit an exchange student that lives up there that stayed here, and then we're gonna go down to Nashville. Uh, You're your third man. Third man. Not? Give him more of my money. And then uh, <laughs> apologize for not like subscribing anymore. Or? No, I don't think he cares. And okay. then, then, then the last, the last days. Hey, maybe are you be can cut a record in this little booth. They, they have it's booths there. Mm. I should take my guitar up there and I'll be like, yeah. "Well, this is gonna be the worst album you've ever heard. I'll play it on here. That'd be great." Yeah, hey, you can, you can, you can on the indie circuit. You can oh, de- debut it. You know, Miles sings. Oh, that's so funny. I should, try, I should say, figure out if you can even do that. <laughs> do like five or six songs. You know. <laughs> On your acoustic or whatever, yeah. she'll be coming round, round yeah. when she comes, you know. And then Mal sings. It's like my debut album. I won't have to sing. I can do that. I, I know Rumble from Link, right? Uh, oh, there you go. You can. Do I can play that. I can play that solid. So I just go in there and Reverb do that and be it like, up and, you know, and then I'll just say something. I'll be like, and this is Mal coming to you live from a. 
<laughs> booth. Yeah, uh, this is this is Mao and the booth, and this is my debut single, uh, and it's Rumble. Terrible. Hey, what are we here to talk about? Black Mama, White Mama. That's right, we are. Let's We're here on, to talk about hey, race relations. Let's get on focused, man. Let's get on point here. Okay. So this is a Pam Greer vehicle. One, and, of, uh, one of the first ones. Might be the first. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, Filmed know. in the Philippines, where the best movies are made. Yep, Philippines and uh, this has this is all the. This was produced by John Ashley and Eddie Romero and Eddie Garcia. This is all the Blood Island, the classic Filipino guys. This is their take on the Women in Prison movie that yep. were popularized like, hey. by Roger Corman a year earlier. Yeah, they're like, hey, we can do that. So they got and they got Corman regulars in it: Pam Greer, Margaret Markoff. Uh, Sid Haig, and then like they got Filipino guys. Bruno Fonzalin was the old guy in the truck that they knock <laughs> out. Big Diaz was the Asian. The Peter Lorre looking dude was the drug king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, got yeah. all the guys from the movie, so it's like it's all it's old home week in the Philippines, you yeah. know. So it's uh, it's fun stuff, you know. But this one has a little bit of a twist to it. Yeah, I think, it's kind of know. weird. Kind of a weird movie. Um, I'm not, and I'm not a huge fan of the uh, women, in prison. women in prison or that kind of but stuff. But that ends in 15 minutes. I mean, it only is the beginning of the movie. It doesn't like drag out throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it's kind they of get, they get out of the, you know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And now back to our reg- regularly scheduled program. Uh, but the, the security cameras caught some people walking up to the our, our studio here, and uh, it was just some folks delivering God messages. <laughs> God Squad. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so we're okay. So yeah, this is and and I and this one I just picked it because it looked it looked kind of oh it's a classic. It's classic, it, you know, and it has a wham bam pam in it. So I was just like, ah, oh, you know, why not? We'll try this one out. Uh, this also has the chained together prisoner trope going. Uh, uh, from Defiant Ones with Sidney Poitier and uh, Tony Curtis. I'm Sidney Poitier. Now. Uh, Pam Green and Margaret Markoff did another movie where they did a kind of like a female buddy film called The Arena. That was set in Gladiator time. So that's an interesting one we'll, we'll watch. That, that was Markoff's last movie. Was it The Arena? I, I, don't I think. She was in Playboy too. Anyway. I could see you could see that. Yeah, I could no, see she that. Was really too bad attractive. Pam wasn't. This woman was she was very beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah, they both are pretty good. I looking. didn't think either of them acted very well at all. Oh, I thought they were okay. I mean, they weren't terrible, but I was like, eh, I this made me question, well, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll you know, we'll talk about the movie a little bit maybe. I don't think we're going to go scene for scene, but maybe we will. Yeah, yeah uh, we yeah, could. Yeah, we um, <clears throat> why when I watched this one, I've seen a couple of Pam Greer's movies. And what made her become like an icon? Because I'll tell you exactly. Because it wasn't these she, movies, she didn't stand out as being anything other than anyone else. Like, when I watched this movie, I didn't say, wow, she's like Elvis walking on stage. She's like, grabs your attention. She's just kind of there. This was her early movie. She did, right. she developed more of a screen presence. She was hot. Well, coffee. I mean, I understand. And yeah, she, she's not, she uh, was hot. She's not she could ugly, act. you know. She, later on, she acted well. She was a good action star. And she did like the the brutal stuff. She could fight. Uh. She could look hot. She could like you know. She could. I thought she. Could, I thought she delivered. She was like a a secretary or something for one of these movies. And they said, hey, you want to be in a movie? She's like, okay. She had no prior experience, and they just uh. threw her into it. So she grew. And I think basically because she was a female action star in the 70s, that mm. made her special. Okay. You know what I mean? There wasn't that many of them, and really, I didn't, when you think about and I'm, it. And I, I wasn't being like was, negative uh, towards was, it, but... And she was like the, the yeah. lead in the movies, which was like really rare, and yeah, an action yeah. star, and like a black action star. She's a black exploitation. Uh, you know, she's like Jim Brown and all those guys, maybe even like better than those guys, in, uh-huh. my, in my opinion, you know. Yeah, and I don't dislike her, but I didn't see, especially not in these first couple that I have seen, where she kind of jumped out as being like, "Wow, she." I takes thought she the had whole. screen presence. Yeah. I thought she did. Especially, I thought I liked the scene where there were nuns. That was kind of funny. Well, yeah, that was. I mean, that was funny. You know, it just was one of. It's tough to I, it's tough to act when you're chained together yeah, for like yeah fifty fifty percent of the movie. And but. obviously, this wasn't like a, this like you're saying Philippines kind of you know cut it and shoot it and that's it you know and it, it was well done. I just didn't understand like like. I've seen many many actresses that were the same, not the same. I just I didn't really understand how she became like an icon or a cult phenomena. But I guess you know that makes sense. You know, obviously coffee she was good. 
Um, think and, about think about how many female action stars there are. Yes, yeah, you know Cynthia Rothrock, especially Roth, black ones. She's terrible. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, there's not many. And she's a black. She's and and the, um, and and those movies which were very popular back then, she became a star. Yeah. Oh, you I know, she stood up above the rest. Yeah. There were other black actresses that act in his movies that fought or whatever. But she, I don't know. It's hard to explain why she was a star. But she, she kind of like. In my opinion, anyway, she tra- you, when you're when you're watching her, you're fixated on her more so than some of the other ones or whatever. Even though, like, and and when you watch her movies, she kicks ass, man. She's like, she's mm-hmm. tough, you know. And I mean, a lot of these women, they can do the scenes and they look kind of, but she looks like she could handle herself. Yeah. You know, what I mean, yeah. she's a big woman. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's she a looked, big gal. Looked like she knew how to fight too. Yeah, you she's know probably I mean? five ten, five eleven. Yeah, she knows, and she's got like, yeah, so. I, this is very early, but anyway, this movie starts off with like her and Margaret Markoff are like they're they're bringing them into a woman's prison. They're yeah. In some Latin American country. You don't know, really, where you know where they are. But it seems like Latin American because there's revolutionaries. It turns out or yeah. whatever. We're gonna have a discussion about that later too. The revolutionary thing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we're gonna have to delve into that, but uh, yes, not yes. now. Let's get more moving here. Yes. So yeah, so they're on this typical drab bus. You're right. You know, with the cages. We've seen it a million times, and you know they get off and they're in they're it's all woman prison. Yeah, a wo- it was called like woman's ref- reform. Yeah, reformatory. Reformatory, right. something weird like that. And and right off the bat, it almost has that Nazi camp feel. Kind of. Because there was the one guard and there's the one standing over and you're like they're lighting up. Checking out and, all of the girls. And they're like, don't you ever t- look at me? You march up there and they're making her do all that stuff, you know. And then the one warden, Lynn Borden, who used to be on the show Hazel, she's like. The head lesbo or whatever, you know. So weird. Because within like five minutes, they already got a shower yeah. scene. And they're frolicking in the shower. I'm like, frolicking my ass movie, you know. And one like, girl brings a hose and like, ee, ee. and then Lynn Borden gets in this little like closet or whatever. A pe- it's a porky. Pe- and porky. usually it's a guy. Who, yes, it's a porky. Yeah. It's usually a guy that does this, but it's an interesting take that it's women are doing yeah. this. <laughs> it was different, you know. So she's in there so. and she's watching them and then she's like, playing with herself yeah she's getting off on her you know, and you're so like well, that's different yeah. Yeah, okay you know so they go out and then when sh- they go out back out of the shower like the other warden or whatever sees her coming out she goes like hey you better like you know you're back at it again so obviously they're like you know there's yeah. like some friction there because they're like a couple too you know there's a lot of so weird. Like in the last movie that we did, there's a lot of that going on or yeah. whatever, you know. So ambiguity. Yeah. You know? So they're lesbians, and then they're also they're 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 using this as their like dating. Um, yeah, it's like pool, it's like it's like know? it's like Tinder of from 1970 <laughs> or whatever. So she's like she they grab Pam at night and they bring her to the. You know, they bring her to uh, Mar- uh, no, the you know Lynn Borden, the warden, mm. and they bring her to the room. And Lynn Borden says, "Hey, you know, if you want to get you know treated a little better, maybe you should like you know play the game." And she's like, "Get out of here!" You yeah, know, and they're smoking weed. And they're smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. And that's everything. You're like, oh, that's right. There's weed in the prison. You know, yeah. What's well, the 70s? You know, yeah. I guess. So like <laughs> she she turns her she turns her off, and then like she like. Um, she just kicks, she slaps her around a little bit, and then she kicks her back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the next day, they're out in the fields, like working, and then she walks up to the other girl, Margaret Markoff, and she goes, "Hey, you, know, you wanna like?" And she's Go like, up to that thing, and she's, she's like, like, "Yeah, she, okay, you know, I don't want to work, you know." So you're like, "Oh, okay." Because it's all, and it's also really established really early that um, Markov is a rich revolutionary woman, like a Patty Hearst type. Yeah, and. And of course, Pam is is you know a, a hooker, a hooker with a a drug dealer, a with boyfriend. A drug dealer who's like basically she scammed some money from him, and she's yeah. trying to get out. Yeah. They elaborate more on when they're on the run yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's it's automatically like oh, white girl, rich, black girl, a, a, a prostitute on now, the streets. It's the seventies, and you're like, come on, well, okay, whatever, you know. So yeah, so they're like you know, so then they get into it uh, into a fight when they're both. Back in the, in the I, dormitory. I picked up your work because you went off to to play grab ass in the office, and then the the white girl was literally like, "Hey, if you're not gonna take the ball and run with it, I'm gonna like, 
what, what do you think I'm gonna break my back when I can just you know get just go and whatever be a lesbian for a while whatever you know and then they start duking it out and then yeah. the, the 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 warden breaks it up and they go you're gonna go into the box uh, you know oh, and they crazy. put them in like this little like closet in the middle of the, the a metal closet nude nude back to back like they're kind of chained together that was kind of an exciting scene yeah I like that there's scene. a lot of that oh and there's a lot of I mean. You don't see full frontal, but Pam's naked in the in the in the shower scene. Pretty you much, see yeah. you see her. You see you see everyone's yeah yeah parts, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah yeah. It is a woman in prison movie. It's not so then um, so then they take him out of timid. They take yeah they're not, <laughs> no. There's nothing timid about this movie. <laughs> then they take him out of there, and then they go okay. Well, you're going back in, and then they tell him well, well we got we're going to take you to the maximum security because we need yeah you to agree more information from you. And then you start finding out about, like, they start talking, or maybe they talked already about, like, the revolutionary and this and that and the other yeah. thing. So they go out, and they take them onto the bus, and they're taking them. And then there's a cop, Eddie Garcia, who's going to follow them just to protect them, right, or just right. to be extra security. So as they're going out on the bus, you start seeing these, like, the Che Guevara, so, yeah. so, <laughs> pseudo Che Guevara Jr. and his buddies there. Yeah. They're all, like, hippies, you know, they're all, like, college students, you know, as... As most uh, revolutionaries uh, want uh, wannabes are or whatever, yeah. and basically they're, they're they 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 know the bus is coming. <laughs> How I don't know. They're gonna spring their old lady. So they want to spring their old lady. So as they're driving, some some something happens. There's a blockage on the road. Some mm-hmm. guy in a cart blocks the road or something right. like that. On purpose, you know, to on set up purpose. to set up the, the the ambush site, you know. Right, and then like all of a sudden the ambush starts. So there's a shootout between. The cop and the, the revolutionaries and all that, and then while that's going on, the, everybody's ducking in the bus, and then like you know the two girls decide they're gonna like try to escape, and then they strangle uh, Lynn Borden, the, yeah, the, the and, lesbian girl, and then they run out, and then the other one gets killed in the middle of it, and then this those two head out. And then basically that's the defiant one. Yeah, they, they take the, off and run. Through the jungle um, while everybody else is fighting which, and getting killed. Which I don't, I'm not sure why they ran when they knew it was the revolutionaries, but they just... It was a big shootout. It was just a shootout and they just didn't know who was doing what and why, you know. Yeah, they were just getting out of the way of the... You know, and they and then they start, now it's the totally like, they hate each other... Yeah. You know, that whole thing it's where... It's like the two-headed transplant. Yeah, exactly. It's the two-headed <laughs> transplant all over again. Just with two bo- two bodies and four boobs. Two hot chicks. Yeah. And uh, and then, so they had that going on. And this is where I started to kind of... Now, we're going to take a break from the movie for a second. and Okay, revolutionaries really kind of popped up in a lot of this B-movie stuff. Uh, from the back in the day, even in the some of even the biker movies mm-hmm, sure. would like happen upon some revolutionary sure, groups. Sure, yeah. What the hell's the deal? I'm a little bit too young for that. What the hell's the deal <laughs> with the revolutionaries? What is this phenomenon that was <laughs> B movie fodder for about eight years in the <sighs> 60s and 70s? You know. Okay. Uh, be, uh, well, they all patterned themselves. It seems like after Castro, which was like the the iconic revolutionary, you know, uh-huh. which. Uh, Fidel Castro. Yeah, with the which, uh, which, with huh. from for those like the came that's from a different cast, that's a different Castro than I know because uh, yeah, 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 from some people from parts that don't know about. So that became a romanticized. Oh look, some basically that happened out of college. Like some quote unquote intellectuals out of college decided that the government was corrupt. Which we can it do was, it better, and we can we can kill the government and take it over, and it'll be better. Wrong, stupid idea. Besides <laughs> the point, you it's know? easy to throw rocks. When you, <laughs> when yeah, you don't exactly. live in glass houses. And it's know. easy. And, and then, like, after that, the Russians got involved, so that saved their butts. And, you know, anyway. So that, that's been romanticized from the late 50s throughout the 60s. Ah. Later 60s, remember Vietnam, right? right? Well, revolutionary. Vietnam was the United States fighting against communist China involvement in Vietnam. So we had the good guys, us, quote-unquote, against the mm. commies, them, quote-unquote, so the but it was romantic, all bullshit on every so side. So everybody was, saw yeah. that the United States shouldn't have been in there, so they started empathizing with the communist Chinese or whatever. So then there became a romanticized revolutionary communism, whether it's Cuba or Chinese, blah, blah, blah. So then that kind of Jane Fonda, all that crap, they wanted to end the war. So that's where that kind of 
like stuck in and it became like a, a very popular in the in the colleges because that even those guys up. like that guy bill yeah. ayers who's connected with yeah. our government or whatever peripherally anyway the sds bombing buildings in the 60s in the united states the weatherman all that garbage that's where that comes from patty oh, Hearst okay. yeah. getting by the symbionese liberation all that garbage then the music the music of the time supported, supported kinda. it. That's where all that and, crap comes and, from. And, you know, and every now and then, even now, some old bastard will pop up in the news where they, they caught some random person that's fingerprint was on some random bomb that blew up some random thing that no one cares about, and they go to trial for it. Like when they judge up the old Nazi idiots. And they're like, oh, we found him. He's 110. We'll just shoot him in the head and get it over with. Yeah. But, you know, and, and every now and then, some one of those group members will go to trial because they'll find them in living in you know sacramento in some you know grape farm you're like okay what'd you do what'd you do again can we just (laughs) it was it was it's that garbage so that has and then as and then throughout the 70s there was revolutions throughout south america whereas i mean uh, revolutions start because governments are oppressive they're the fascists. So there's one starting they, in America soon, the people, right? Probably. But then, <laughs> Yikes. But then, so then the revolutionaries come in there and try to, and when they take over the government, they become equally as oppressive. Right. So it's like meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yep. Except this new boss is going to be like probably worse because he's going to... Because they're dumber. Because, you know... And they think they're smarter. Because, because they the people yeah. are, are meant to be kept dumb. Kind of like this country yeah. starting to become... And they don't know any better. Starting. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and the more poverty that you bring in, the more people need help from the government. So the government gets bigger, kind of like what's happening in this country. So you kind of see yeah, the Yeah, kind of like kidding. <laughs> but but <laughs> in those countries, it was a lot easier to do because it's a smaller country. And they were also, I think their governments were more loosely organized, you know, yeah. So okay. So anyway, so that, that's that's why. the idea of it. So this movie kind of like uh. is doing like a little take on that, where as opposed to like just two women who are both criminals, one of them is a is a whatever quote unquote criminal or was involved with criminal, and the other one is trying to free the country from. Well, the it oppressive. adds it adds an angle because if it was just angle. two prisoners running around, who cares? I was falsely accused, right? Like everyone else in the prison, who cares? So it gives it like a different angle because it's this is. This story is well written, and there's a lot going on, even though it's mostly just juxtaposing Pam Greer and and um, Mary yeah, Mary, uh, Mary Markov, Ma- Markov, Margaret Markov, my Mary Mary so Warnoff. Yeah, that's kind of like in <laughs> so, a nutshell. As boy, best as Pam can, Greer chained to Mary Warnoff. Sign me up. That'd be that'd be very interesting. <laughs> Two big gals throwing Two big down. Gals. <laughs> Thrown down, <laughs> taking no prisoners. Viva la slow robot. La revolucion. <laughs> revolucion slow robot. So, so yeah, so that's... Uh, so that's basically what that is. And that, that, I was just curious about it because, again, I think they just took them out and replaced them with terrorists in my... In, from, well, you know, yeah, in my, that's a whole different that, thing. Because then they're more enemies no, not to be empathized with. They're just... Not, nowadays, the, the rap culture romanticizes... Che Guevara. Or, it's or the same way the youth culture did back then. I mean, you know, they're, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, you know. Because he's like killed a lot of people and he was cool. Castro's hitman and he's got long hair and a beard so he's cool. cool kind of like, yeah. like Margaret Markoff's boyfriend in this movie. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, honestly, he looks like Che to me. You yeah, know? he did. He, it was very... Except kind of a more Asian but, you know, there's, you know the Filipinos mm-hmm. have Latin... A little Latin, thicker, um, but the same thing. Latin. There, there was a Latin. The Latin. The, the Spaniards went to the Philippines, and that's why a lot of them are called Eddie Romero and Eddie Garcia. There was a Spanish influence there, yeah. and uh, gotcha. You know all that kind of stuff. But uh, and yeah. now you know, and knowledge is power. Knowledge huh? is power. All right, we're gonna take a trailer break, and then we come back. We're gonna knock and this out. No more out. politics. No more politics. No. No. And I just, I just really didn't understand it. I didn't know. I mean, obviously, I understand what a revolutionary sure, is, sure, sure, yeah. but I didn't understand you didn't know why. I'm like, why am I seeing this in these movies? It doesn't because make any sense. Because it was sense, a different it, angle. And, and it, was it was written by... Cheap and easy to do. It was written... I believe this movie was written by Jonathan Demme, who was a young director. Was it Jonathan Demme who wrote uh, this movie? H.R. Christian Joe Viola... And I think there was some other ones. I uh, I think it said click for more, and I didn't. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Demme was involved, and you know there were students in the seventies yeah. and sixties, so there's that. And it was a different take. And it's it also it's also they probably don't have to do a lot of background. They just write it in. It's a it's a pre-made angle. They don't have to do any elaboration. And 
and, and she's basically like a Patty Hearst type, whereas a, yeah. a, a rich girl gets involved rich girl. with uh, some kind of, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, terrorist group. Right. Advertently or inadvertently. And, this, this and it's also a way to interject gunplay. Exactly. They have machine guns. They they don't know what the, how, how to shoot or fight. And, and, and in they this just movie, think they do. not yeah. only do you have the cops kind of being crooked, you have the mob, of course they're crooked, and you have the revolutionaries that are gun running, and they're not exactly like all, up and up. It's a, it's, it shows you that everybody's a little, uh, you know, It's wonky. a resp- recipe for comedy. No, no not really. disaster. <laughs> yeah, that one. All right, we'll be right back. What are you doing? I'm thinking. Well, think me up a cup of coffee and a chocolate donut with some of those little sprinkles on top, will you? Julie Christie carries a demon seed. Fear for her. I have a mind without a body. Fear the power that is something more than human. My child shall live as a man among others. Child? Yes, my child and yours. MGM presents Demon Seed. Rated R under 17, not admitted without parent. Released by United Artists. Julie Christie carries the Demon Seed. Fear for her. When was the last time you were scared out of your wits by a movie? Halloween, the motion picture about the most terrifying night of the year. Halloween, the night three teenage girls discover the real trick is to stay alive. Halloween, the night he came home. From Compass International Pictures, rated R. Shut up, monkey! I got company, dude! Get ready for the wildest cross-country trailer truck chase in the history of the American highway. Get ready for the Great Smoky Roadblock. Starring Henry Fonda, Eileen Brennan, John Viner, Doug Taylor, and Dana House as Celeste Lay. The Great Smoky Roadblock. It's the fanciest trucking you've ever seen. From Dimension Pictures, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. For most of the guys, killing's got to be accepted. Murder was the only way that everybody stayed in line. You got out of line, you got whacked. Everybody knew the rules. But sometimes, even if people didn't get out of line, they got whacked. I mean, hits just became a habit for some of the guys. Guys would get into arguments over nothing, and before you knew it, one of them was dead. I mean, they were shooting each other all the time. Shooting people was a normal thing. It was no big deal. All right, we're back. And and now we have, you know... 15 or so minutes to get through this movie, but so we, it's just we're like good a chase. with it. Now it's the chase, yeah, and they're chained together. And then you've got, like we said before, you've got the cops who are kind of wonky, Eddie Garcia, they're a little bit shifty. He, they hire, like, Sid Hay, who's got his own <laughs> a drug criminal, dealer. Like a they drug hire... dealer, to look for the one girl. And he is chewing the scenery. Oh, God, yeah. Sid Haig. He's enjoying himself. He's the thinnest I've ever seen. Yeah. He looks as thin as Hendrix, and he's acting like just like a nut. You know, this is really out there. You know, this performance was funny. It was over the top. It yeah. was over the top. He was like, I'm not holding back nothing. You know, he had, he had, he looked to me like Jim Croce. At, at first, that's who I, I thought I, it was. Because he, and he's walking around, he had dual pistols, two two revolvers, like an old gunslinger. like a cowboy shirt on. Yeah, yeah. And he had the, 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 cur- the curled up straw hat. You know, he looked like Jim Croce, you know. And so the, ba- the and now they started putting a bounty on their heads. And then you meet the the head drug dealer who has women around him, and there's this and torture scene. All it's those so are gross. Top. And and like Big D is just chewing the scenery too. Yeah, he's like he's got he's got his best little Peter Laurie shifty guy. guy. He goes, yeah, I want to get Pam Greer because she told she stole forty thousand. Now from she, me. then you find out she that's the drug dealing boyfriend that she screwed over is the king the kingpin of drugs of that area. So Sid Haig is controlling one area of drug dealing and her ex-boyfriend or her boyfriend who's trying to kill her now is the other side because they can't go on each other's turf same as same rules as as a as american gangs applies in filipino gangs yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, the yeah, turf yeah. wars yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah. you have the revolutionaries who are trying to get their sugar mama back which you and, find out he does some gun running involved yeah, gun too. running but he does the head guy does love this girl so it isn't just they're using her for money and no, influence no, no. like he really cares about her and I will say, in the end, the only person, or the only, they were the only group that was kind. They really showed those revolutionary guys in a positive light. They well, were the, yeah, the writers. Well, no, yeah, yeah, they were the only ones that were like kind of 
respectful and dutiful, and they weren't hurting anyone outside of their who they were what they were trying well, to do. Uh, like, uh, but, but they were also yeah. pretty vicious, though. You know oh yeah, I mean? no, I know. I mean, I'm not saying they were like you know nice walking next right to Messiah there, or anything right. like that. But they were the ones that were like doing. Actually, the only one in this movie that I found to be like legit was Pam Greer because she actually wanted to get out of her profession and she took the money because she felt like it was yeah. owed to her for all the crap she had to do. The revolutionaries to me were like a bunch of stupid college students that like misguided and idiotic and they're even trying to do gun running to get more guns to like kill more mm. people and you know like when there was a revolution the, the majority of the people that get killed are the innocent people so yeah. I have no... no have I'm, not, no, I'm not having empathy for them but I mean in this movie in yeah, this context they were the only ones that were standing up to the free writers. Pam Greer. That's because that's because yeah. the writers. Well, yeah, they they were ultra they it. were ultra romanticizing their role. Yeah, you know. exactly, and they were and they were ultra romanticizing. Because even Pam Greer said to Margaret Markoff, "What are you doing? You're just a rich white girl. I'm the one who had to like go through the ghetto and like yeah. do all this crap. You're just some little bored white girl." So they get that gave you like a little bit of a little bit of of yeah. context to what. Well, that was the that's feeling the way, towards that's Patty. That's the way Hurst. I feel. That's the way I felt. It's like Pam Greer was like some. Poor well, woman fighting for everything in her life. Yeah. The other one's like some rich board. She even called it. What are you? What's a rich board girl doing? Like you doing here with those revolutions? Why don't you just go home? And she's like, No, I really believe in this. And she's like suspicious of her beliefs. Mm -hmm. She's like, Yeah, okay, sure. You know what I mean? Right. It's like that's how I felt. That's why I empathize with Pam Greer in this movie because she's the only one that kind of like, even though she was, you know, doing, you know, doing like, uh, you know, shady stuff. She kind of called her out for like, what's your problem? You know, yeah. I mean, this is like some South American country. You got nothing. You got, you don't need to get involved in this. That's a part of the movie that I like. But yeah. I understand that the revolutionaries, because the way they are, because they're believers, they're true believers in their cause. Yeah. And they were also, I mean? they were the ones that actually, true believers they gave themselves cause. to free Pam Greer. They freed Pam Greer because they saw her with the other girls. So they was like, they didn't see her to be like a, they didn't see her to be like a uh, uh, like well, the other guys. No, know? no, well, but 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 yeah, but I mean, at the end, the revolutionary leader was like, oh, she was like, well, she helped me, and and she's well, been with me, and then she was like, we got to get her to the boat, and he well, was that's like, okay. Margaret Markov said it, because if not, no, no, who knows what would. Oh no, happen. no, no, and of course, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. she said that, and then then they were like, okay, well, that's what we're gonna do, and then they did that. So yeah, it's kind of Margaret Markov, basically, she's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like whatever. She's kinda. cool. She's just trying to get out of here with this money, and they're like, fine, we don't have to kill her, you know? So the chase is on. The various drug dealers are trying to do things for various reasons. The you cops know. are good. The cops are like... They're so crooked and bad. Like, there was that one scene where it was like they had a prostitute with them, and then yeah. like, he makes them like drop their drawers. and like, Sid Haig does. He goes like, well, this girl says you got like an eight-inch dick or whatever. Yeah, you got and, four and inches. Got, Let's see it. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, she was right. You know? yeah, and it's, You're like, what was that all about? Comic relief or something? Well, it was showing that Sid Haig, that was his prostitute. So... She was with him, and she it was a plant the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, such yeah. an... There was a lot of that stuff where you're like, oh, this is a B movie. I, You know, there's there's like... Because the cop that goes in to the pool hall to get to recruit Sid Haig and his goons, like, they're like, look, man, we don't we don't play with you guys. We hate you and all that stuff. And then, then once he talked about the 10 grand, he was like, okay. And then he goes, hey, girl, go pleasure him. So he gave her to him, yeah, you yeah. know, almost as a... As a gift, but also to, I think, to spy, you know. And but then there's another, the cop is, is working for another crooked politician. Who's who's heavy-handed and a real jerk. Yeah, know? yeah, who's heavy-handed. So you got all, you got all every character, every, <laughs> every character available. So the rest of the movie is them running, they come, they run. They, they get, go to the blacksmith. They, who's they go to the blacksmith. A drunk rapist, weird. So first they get a ride with the, uh, first oh. they, they hijack the nuns, because they're yeah. running around in their skivvies, right? So yeah. they see these two, these nuns walking around, they hijack They them knock them out and steal the nun habits, and, then, and then it was so around. funny, you know. <laughs> That's pretty good. That <laughs> was a good, because then they get on this bus, typical overcrowded, uh, you know, a uh, bus. Like well, first, they get on the they they hide they get on the guy Bruno, Bruno the oh right right guy. right, and then then they he's like all of a sudden they're driving with him and he's like drinking and he's talking to him. All uh, a big dump the, truck. He sees yeah. the chains and then he like uh, hey what the hell is that and then they knock him out. They hit him with his liquor bottle. And he falls out and then they drive the truck and then they drive the truck and it either runs out of gas or something. I, don't I forgot. Remember. I thought they I forget too, but uh, or they crash it. But anyway, they get out of there. They start walking. They get on the bus. And then they're on the bus and they're talking and they start fighting and cussing and these other two 
nuns. Two, then, two actual so nuns get on. around and go, Because <laughs> they're cursing each other. And, uh, and, 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 they're kind and, then, of, and then Pam blesses them. She's like, yeah. that was pretty funny. That yeah. shows you she's a good actor. And they were like needling each other. It was... This is where it was like they were being mean to each other, but you could tell they were starting to gain some chemistry on scene, on set, of course. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, you could see that they were kind of really friends, uh, or at least really cordial to each other and happy with, you know, working yeah. with each other, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And so they stopped the bus, and they elkabong somebody. They actually, they, they hit somebody with a guitar to get away the, the police jump on yeah because the police stop the bus and then they have to bail again yeah so, so it's they're just, running through the woods kind of like the last movie that yeah. we talked about and they, they see like a uh, like a, a, a cabin in there or whatever yeah. and they see it's a blacksmith stuff oh right? now was this before or after they stole the food no this is that this is before because they were like again like last week's movie there's there's somebody having sex with somebody and they run that's up right. and they say oh hopefully he lasts long they and they just like, start stealing all the food because they're starving like just like and it was funny food, and it was neat because they're like yeah you just left you have nothing you're you're starving to death you know you you literally are running and starving so they got the food and they were eating and then they, then they happened upon the blacksmith thing and they're like oh well, they, we who could they get think out he's like out he's like but he wakes Drunk. up. And he starts getting all like yeah. rapist and oh, angry. Oh, so weird. She's the the, the yeah, he's still out of the picture. They go. They happen upon this blacksmithing uh, thing. She lights a torch, and she's like, "Oh, we don't got time for that." I was like, "My ass, movie! That torch would go through those chains in a quarter of a second. It would go." Yeah, because they leave with the torch, right? And well, well, I mean, cause, but. They fire it up, and she's like, "We don't have time to cut these chains." Well, because the cops started, yeah. or some gunfire started happening. Half a second. A yeah. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> that's a, because oh, because you know, the guy wakes up. He's like, "Oh, you thought I was drunk?" And he's like, "Then they're trying to they were trying to schmooze their way out of it with their womanly powers." And he's like, "Meh, I'll just rape you both." And, and then, then well, he's trying to rape one of them. The, though. The, yeah, he takes Mary or uh, Marie, Margaret, Marco. Margaret. Yeah. And then Pam kills him, right? Yeah, they, yeah, she him. stabs him. And, and then, then they run because the cops show up, which would be like, mm, I don't know about that, but whatever. So doesn't then, matter. So then they're like still running. And, and the then, dog, now they have dogs. And, the, and then they end up getting rid of the nun outfits and they go back to their skivvies <laughs> or whatever. So then they see a dog and then the girl thinks, well, you know, maybe if I put my panties on this yeah, dog. Yeah, they, they divert the dog. Somebody dogs. will see it. No, no, no. It was to divert the oh, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because Sid Haig has... the dogs on the trail. Yeah, 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 yeah Sid yeah. Haig has the dogs and he's chasing them and... She puts her panties on this on this unsuspecting dog that's a little the, white dog, and he runs away. And then they chase her. They chase the dog instead of them, so she gets away. It's so pretty they, funny. So then they end up like by this lake or whatever. So at this point in the movie, everybody's like there. Okay, yeah. the Sid, uh, Vic Diaz is going after her. Sid Haig, the cops, and then it Sid uh, Vic Diaz and Sid Haig meet up, and they have like a yeah. you know oh no. Because no, no, he's no. like, who no, you... Sid Haig and the revolutionaries made Yeah, because he goes, you stole my dogs. And they're like, oh, our do these are our dogs now. And they're like, huh, want to bet? And then you just have a shootout. And that's as, that's as quickly as it happens. Uh, you cross Sid Haig, you're going to get shot. And then, but the but, revolutionaries but, end up getting rid of Sid Haig and his Yeah, because they shoot, they have more guns and they're more people. They have so more they guns. So, like, they're still tracking them. And then eventually, I think... They find the girls, right? The revolutionaries right. do. Yeah, they find them. Because the girls heard gunfire. And the girls go. go across. They, they knock out a guy. That's and, right. They, and, and they Just steal, like in the other movie, they, they trick the guy into coming yep. over there. And you know, it was that was a really... There's, there are some similarities that between was, two movies. I know. They're like the same. The, the, there was a poignant part where she didn't... The, uh, the white girl didn't want to kill the guy. And Pam Grier's like, do this now. Remember, like, because the boat guy was kind of like just this innocent, drunk idiot. Yeah. And I think she didn't want to hurt him, but she, but Pam was like, go. So shows, shows more street and more, I don't want to say civilized, or yeah, just yeah, more yeah, reluctance yeah. To, 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 for that violence. They don't show her killing him. They might have just knocked him out. It doesn't know. Don't, you know, it doesn't matter. They get on this little pontoon boat, and they're going across, and that's when the gunfire erupts. Right. And then, but then they, then they, they finally get get up with the revolutionaries. They unbreak, they break the chains. Yep, they break the chains out, and that that that's when uh, she goes. We got to get uh, Pam 
to this to the, boat. To the boat. She's going to leave the island with some guy that mm-hmm. used to be another worker for Vic Diaz. Yeah, they, they both crossed them, or they're, they're going to split the money and go and just get out of here. And then Vic Diaz kind of like figures out what's going to happen. Yeah. So then the, he shows up on the docks when they get ready to go, and then the, then shoot out between everybody and Sue's. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's so the, the Vic Diaz is waiting there because he's like, well, this is where they're coming. Let's just just hang out, get your guns, and let's just wait for them to come and shoot yeah, them there. Give me my money back. So, yeah, and then so then the revolution is like, okay, well we'll we'll, we'll take Pam. You know, you said you're gonna, we're gonna. So they take her to the to this harbor, and there's this old boat, you know, and this old this old captain there, and uh, and that's when you were saying. Then everything just hits the fan. They start shooting. There's a big shootout between the revolutionaries and the cops or the federales. And yeah. uh, and everybody gets killed except for Pam and the, and the, the, the they white kill girl, they, they, they yeah. kill Margaret Markov in it before like there's the shootout's still going and she helps her onto the boat and that's when she gets shot yeah. and then the then the revolutionary guy comes over and he can't believe it like he's he's like brokenhearted yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. and the shootout's still happening and that's when like the boat goes. And kind of the end. The end, yeah. I mean, everybody's dead. Vic D isn't all dead. Everyone's dead. dead. The and, you know, are all dead. And the, and and she's just gone. And and you know, and Pam Greer gets away with the money, and that's the the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely like it plays all sides of the coin. Oh you know? yeah, I mean, yeah. If it does show politicians to be crooked and cops to be somewhat crooked. And you know uh, the the drug dealers, the drug dealers, and the revolutionaries are the revolutionaries. But everybody gets it. I mean, except for the cops or, or Reddy Garcia uh, and the other guy. You know, the, everybody gets it. Except Pam Greer. You know. So. I will. One of the things that I was kind of as ambiguous ha- politics. Yeah. Well, one of the things I was happy about with this movie is it wasn't too heavy-handed. No, it could have they, been. They played some comedy. A lot Even of when things were like a, a, a deep message about a politician being a big jerk or being corrupt, they lightened the movie a little bit. There up. was something to kind of keep this thing from being. That's because it was it was produced and directed by John Ashley and Eddie, Eddie Ro, uh, Gar, Romero, who weren't like you know young should've American been, guys. Oh, should have been. Uh, George Romero and Rick Ashley. Yeah, there you go. That would have been a that, yeah, that would have been a crazy movie. If it would have been if it would have been directed by Jonathan Dammy or some in America, it would have been a lot more politically happy. And and, and who needs it? And that stuff is probably in the script, but they decided to <laughs> let's just tone this down a little bit because nobody wants. Because that's why this movie works. Yes, it does. It doesn't hit you over the head with anything. It's just a story, and it doesn't gotta be anything. I don't exactly. need to know the motivation for the revolution. I don't need to know why Sid Haig acts the way he does. I don't care. Show me this story and let's go. And it did. And it did keep it light enough that I was like, all right. Because if something's too preachy, I'm like, know your role, B-movie. Yeah. Exactly. Know your freaking role. Some of them decide that they don't know their role and they got they start getting on the <laughs> soapbox. And, they, and, the, and the soapbox is on top of an ivory tower and they're yelling That's at right. you. And That's you're like, right. would you knock it off? You know. That's right. So I had a lot of fun with this movie. I yeah, didn't know if one. I would like this one or not. I chose this one going... Eh, I'm gonna choose this. I might really hate this, and and, and you movie. have to roll those dice sometimes. Because like I, like I said, I'm not a really big uh, woman in prison, uh, you know, guy. Guy, I don't really. I have some of those Nazi woman prison. Those movies. are worse. Those are way they're, worse. They're so, those are. I watched one of those. I had a box that I bought, <laughs> and and I watched one of them. I was like, I don't need to watch the rest yeah, of them. Like and a box. Afterwards, I was like, ugh, this is nasty, and I yeah, and I just didn't enjoy nasty. it. You those know, are and pretty that's nasty, yeah. you know. So this one was a real pleasant surprise. And yeah, uh, the American ones are like some of them can be rough, but they're usually lighter, lighter. Yeah. Lighter fare. Remember, the Europeans are a lot sleazier. Yeah. Oh, in their yeah. Movies. And we're we, and, we, and we always think we have something to say, and we usually don't. So. No. <laughs> so what do you give this movie? I'm gonna give it like a seven, seven point five, just like the last yeah. movie. I'm gonna go an eight. Believe it or not. There you um, go. Uh, they they worked. Yeah. It could have been also where they didn't work together. They were both very tall woman women, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't have that. You know Abbott and Costello thing going on. They didn't do any of that crap. The same athletic build, same you know, the the shots were shot well. You know, so I had a lot of fun with it, more than I thought I was gonna. There you go. So there you go, Black Mama, White Mama. Maybe we could end the the, the NFL protest if everyone would just sit down and watch, watch Black Mama movie. and White Mama together. That's, a, that's it exactly. I played on the screen on a big. The screen. jumbotron, Dallas the jumbotron, jumbotron, man. Right before the movie. Here you go. Get your. <laughs> Get your revolutionary like <laughs> Jones on here. No, no. and here's, stop it. This here this points out that you can be you know black and, black white, and white together, together, holding hands, running against the man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, that's it for this week. My name is Malmi as always. Morris. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week with more B movie shenanigans. Sing us out, Don Sullivan. any more like laughing than I do right now.